rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Hi, everybody. The camera's looking very red. I don't know why. It's all right. I won't touch it, so we can have a show. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, Humanity. Let me know. I mean, I don't know. Let me know. Just let me know what the, everything looks like. It's okay. It's fine. I know it looks a little laggy, too, but... I'm not touching anything because whatever. Let's just let's just roll with it, right? Let's forget about it. Forget it. Just forget that it looks like that. Okay. That's why I ask you to become patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can get some professional help. Not just for my emotional and you know, my my childhood problems that's well my problems that stem from childhood my fucked up childhood oh excuse me sorry for the cursing um but uh so we can get some professional maybe a producer it it is a little reddish i don't know why but i'm afraid to i'm afraid to change it because then we'll end up going down that rabbit hole so let's just leave it like that and as long as it sounds good we're okay Right? It sounds high? Oh, high, high. Okay. <laughs> high, haiku. That's what you're saying. And hello, haiku. Okay, guys. And yeah, we have a chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. Come on and hang out with the greatest chat room in American history. I agree. It is. I'm not the one who named it that. It's the people who populate the chat room that named it that. So... Um, you know, don't take my word for it. Come on over and find out for yourself. So, yeah, become a patron, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps keep the show going. It helps if you can't even support it. If you can't support it financially, there are other ways. That's one of the ways. And uh, the show is also on rockfin.com. You can join Rockfin for free, and they also have, con- I don't know, exclusive content. I have a lot of plugs to say. Also, APS Radio News. This is a new platform that we're on, so check that out, please. So I don't look like, uh, I don't know, I'm bringing nothing to the table. So what else? What else? Okay, let's get into it, and I'll as we go, I'll... I'm sure I'll... Oh, yeah, FYINation.com, Verdant Square Radio. Okay. Everybody, everybody feeling good now? What else? Where's my lower third? Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what's, what happened, and we'll, we'll throw in the plugs here and there. So, yeah, Poppy was maybe going to come on the show tonight. She can't make it, so we'll have her on another sh- uh, next week, probably. So, <clears throat> Poppy Champlin, for those who don't know, a, a, a comedian, Poppy. She's very, she's good for my emotional, we want to talk about emotional health. She's good for that, because she's, she's funny. She makes, she keeps it light. Whereas I want to, I don't know, I have, I walk around with a perpetual knot in my stomach. But, uh, yeah, okay, let's talk about the, 
January 6th hearings, which were great, frankly. I'm, I am pleased that the Democrats, they did pull it off. Well, that's what she said. But they, the Democrats pulled off this, they, the production. And it was, it was um, right out of the gate. That's, I was quite, um, I was pleased that they were doing, that they were, they, they didn't under um, sell it and or oversell it it did live up to the expectations and within 20 seconds um they they pointed the finger where it belongs at the at trump the traitor he's a freaking traitor and anybody who supports him is a goddamn traitor slash coward slash dupe and or all of the above Right, either one or a combination of that, but they truly exposed the the complete moral bankruptcy of the Republican Party. So, uh, I mean, I, and I love that. I love that. Uh, the, but here's where, of course, my concern comes comes screaming back in because. Of, well, as I was watching corporate media today, and I was pleased they, they were going over it and reviewing it and whatnot and talking to people who were witnesses and everything like that. But also interspersed with all the stories about inflation, right? Well, what will Joe Biden do because inflation... And I'm like, okay, we'll get into that tonight, too, because this is why I hate Republicans. They're so full of shit. I'm sick of them. And there's so many things. But the thing is, if uh, they're such free marketeers, right? The, the capitalists are such, they, they want government hands off of their free market, right? But then... Joe Biden supposed to fix inflation, which is a worldwide problem coming out of this pandemic. And of course, the Republicans and most of the kiss up, kick down capitalists are saying, oh, uh, Joe Biden fucked it up because he gave everybody money. So we were supposed to starve during a pandemic. That's every every you notice how all the every solution coming from the capitalists is that the majority must suffer, right? Everybody, uh, you have it too good. And I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the, the hypocrisy of the Republicans. Why doesn't Joe, see, Joe Biden will not say, excuse me, I thought you guys didn't like big government. I thought you wanted government hands off of whatever, you know, they, you didn't want government giving you a reach around or anything. What about, you know, you, you, government is the problem, not the, yeah, well, that's the, the five most terrifying words are government. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Is that I'm from the government? I don't know, whatever. However many words, the me, the the most terrifying word. I mean, come on. But the, but this is the corporate media for you. They don't 
forget about connecting the dots. They never, they don't look themselves in the mirror either. They don't, they, and they completely give the right wing a pass constantly. So what is it? Should, should we, is, does government have a role? Obviously it does because you're constantly, every, anything that happens, you're crying, oh, Joe Biden, fix it, fix it, fix it. Well, this is a problem of capitalism. For real. The, the government, uh, I mean, can only do so much. Uh, I, hey, I'm all for socialism. Let's do, let's do some socialism. But do you notice how whenever there's a problem, the conservatives are always crying for socialism? They're pining for socialism constantly to fix the, the, the mess of conservatism. They never fall back on conservatism. They just use that as a convenient, uh, you know, excuse for greed. I see that my mic is going very hot, as we say in the biz. So not only is my face red, my mic is red. All right. I mean, come on. I'm so sick of it. But the other thing that concerned me was when, here, let, let's start off with a few things. But the corporate media today, I was watching the corporate media and they were interviewing voters in Pennsylvania, you know, the critical, the crucial swing state of Pennsylvania. And one of the, and as the pundits got back together, they were discussing how, oh, what's Joe Biden going to do? You know, in the midterms, he's going to get tranced. Well, well, what is it? Do are we in the middle of a coup or what's the, you know, um, what's more important here? Will, are we going to get through this coup? With our government intact, with the constitutionally limited Democratic Republic intact? Or is it that somebody, you know, that everybody's um, feeling the pinch at the pump? Which is more important? You know what I mean? Which has more lasting repercussions? But the corporate media mouthpieces, all they, they kept saying, well, um, will the January 6th, Will this message break through? Will the Democrats be successful? And will their message break through? The message that Trump is a traitor, right? That we went, that we we barely dodged a coup. That's still ongoing. Hold on. And and um, and of course, as I watched Morning Joe this morning, my filthy morning habit. The Willie Geist, I don't know, He's. I guess he's a man of the people. He constantly has to p- pop in and say how, uh, well, you know, uh, when I was talking to the, my landscaper then, and they have to fill up their gas, fucking powered leaf blower, and it costs however much money, you know, um... They're, they're not going to, they don't really care about treason. This is the point. They don't care that traitors are all over the place as long as they don't have to feel a pinch at the pump. Right? And this is the message. 
We have to. Well, can they break through? This is this is what pisses me off. They keep saying, "Will this message break through?" Well, if it doesn't break through, that's your fault, corporate media. Well, the people. Well, do the people care about it? Well, if they don't care about it, why don't you do your job and make them care, right? Make them. I don't know. Let's poll them again. Let's do another poll. Let's poll the ignorant, the malinformed, willfully ignorant people who are pinched at the pump. Let's let's just keep tickling that uh, that that anxiety about inflation. Let's not do a story about how inflation is a worldwide problem, and you know. Let's get through this together. Let's instead of Republicans getting on their social media platforms to do nothing but point fingers and and go na 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 na. Let's come up with a plan. Let's ask the Republicans what are your what's your plan, Republicans? But they don't have any plans. They got no plans. Their plans. The plan is, they have one plan, make the rich richer at any cost. And that means destroy democracy. That means finish this goddamn coup that they started. They see the brass ring. It's right, it's, it's right, right there. They can reach out and grab it. So keep pouring nothing into the conversation but lies big lies and every other lie in between and then any problem that the united states faces never never highlight anything good that the that unemployment is at the lowest rate in however you know in whatever however many years and that joe biden has created over 8 million new jobs which is unprecedented in a first term. Unprecedented. I mean, so, and, but let's just keep going about this inflation as if it's a, a, a uniquely American problem. Well, the, just as the pandemic wasn't a uniquely American problem, Neither is this inflation problem. Neither is high. Neither are are I can't talk. High gas prices. And as far as that is concerned, we're not even at the top of the the pinnacle of high gas prices as far as the world is concerned. So, you know, the the misinformed. American public, the malinformed American public, if, if the traitors get control of this government in the midterms, we are in serious trouble. I, I am of the belief that that's our primary problem. You know, this will get through this. You know, imagine if we lived in a country with where traders weren't abounding from sea to shining sea, right? Imagine if we lived in a country where the different people had different ideas about how to make the middle class, make a middle class for, for one thing, and um, promote the economic vibrancy of the majority, not just jerk off the 1%. 
who pay no taxes, who are gouging the American people shamelessly. They're, they're caught on tape saying we can keep prices high and blame inflation on their corporate calls. And the uh, as far as big oil is concerned, yeah, pay your taxes, right? Well, they're, they're doing fine. They are reaping record profits as usual. So, you know, instead of having a um, an American people, right, you have the Republicans who just stand around saying na 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 na. They have no, they have no ideas except their empty and tedious complaints. Non-stop complaints. Well, what's your idea? They don't have any, they bring nothing to the table except treason. So I'm, I'm frankly sick of it, but I'm also, I'm sick of the corporate media. That's why I ask you to support the independent liberal media. This is it, man. You're looking at it. And it's very red tonight, I know, but I don't know why it's red. But It's going to annoy me all night. See, I'm I'm tempted to open up the camera. <laughs> and it's like, don't do it, Devlin. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you'll you'll ruin some something. Well then well, we only have a tight schedule on, on Friday, so I can't sit around here fussing with the camera. I'm telling I'm talking to myself now, you know what I mean? I'm talking myself off the ledge. Well, here's MSNBC interviewing the crucial Pennsylvania voters who, much to my pleasure or my delight, were um, uh, hate Republicans and understand what we're up against. But then, of course, they're you'll see. We find our Dasha Burns, who has been covering this state uh, for months now. Dasha, you're going to stay on it as part of our county to county series. You've been talking with voters there, I think, for much of the morning. Tell us about it. Yeah, Haldi, not only is this an all-important battleground state, but uh, where I'm standing right now, you can see Independence Hall behind me here. This is literally where the foundation of our democracy was built. And several of the voters we spoke with this morning expressed real fear that that foundation is now crumbling. Hard to watch was a phrase that we heard a lot, but about half of the people we spoke with did watch, and here are some of their takeaways. I know that my friends all watched it, but my friends have very similar ideas as mine. I think that if something's done with the information, we won't have Trump running for office ever yeah, again. Lock him up. Are you going to watch the following hearings? I think I will, yeah. I mean, I really, I made it a point to watch it, and I think we're watching history unfold, and I think everybody should watch it. We could do two things at once. Um, I think... Obviously, there's a lot of other problems going on, but again, we can't just say, eh, well, we'll deal with this later. Um, because I just think this is really important. The country is so divided and people have bought into the lies about the election that, um, or about the, the uh, results of the election, that I don't think that it's going to change minds of people who are really solid in that camp. What do you... Um, want to see as the outcome from all of this. Hold on a second. Uh
We'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. All right, we're back. Unapologetic liberal talk. We're listening to MSNBC had a, I don't know, they went to Pennsylvania to discuss the January 6th committee hearings with some voters in that crucial swing state, as they put it. Um, I'd like to see a conviction. We also spoke to several people off camera who said they didn't watch the hearing. Some of those were young mothers caring for young children, said that was their priority. Other people were just out at dinner and said they don't care about politics. And so I think the key question for this. They don't care about politics. And there you go. Right. That, that, is this politics or are we hanging by a thread? It's not about politics. Oh, I don't care about politics. This is what pissed me off. They're like, we talked to some voters who said they're they're at a dinner. They don't care about politics. What are they doing voting then? You know, they don't care about. Po- this is not politics. This is about a crime that was committed against the United States, against all of us. This is about a bunch of traitors trying to overthrow the the government that the founders fought a revolution to create, to entrust to us, that countless actual patriots died for. So if you don't care, I mean, this is why this, this, this woman here, I talked to some, uh, they don't like politics, and uh, yeah, they're at a dinner. Well, that's your fault. Shame on them. Shame on them and shame on you. Corporate media mouthpiece for not not saying something, not doing, oh, you're, you, you don't care about politics? Well, politics is everything. Politics makes the world go round. Politics depends, it depends on what kind of system we live in. Whether we live in a fascist society or not, you care about that? Whether we have a government that works for more than just the 1%, who pays taxes, how much uh, they get to put their boot on our neck, whether the government promotes the general welfare or the welfare of the corporate elite, you know? I, I just don't care about. I, I'm eating my uh, my dinner. These are uh, these, but I care about your know, goddamn gas prices and it's unreal. But let's poll them. Let's con- let's include them in a poll. You know, because polls are so informative about what's really going on. The the country is flocked, is stocked from stem to stern with ignoramuses but let's poll them i don't care about politics but put them on a poll you know Uh, the people who are polled that all of these corporate media these these giant corporate media conglomerates always tout these polls the people who get to be polled need they need to have a basic test you know, give them a civics test first. Give them a current events test and then poll them. Because basically what a poll is is nothing but groupthink. 
That's what they're doing. They're just priming the um the, the well they're they're it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I don't like that. I want Republicans to to rule us. Why? Um, I don't know because uh, that's what everybody said in that poll. As I I saw this thing, it was like everybody wants Republicans. Well, I don't want to. I I I don't want to be a uh, um, a rugged individual. I want to be one of the crowd. I want to be in with the in crowd. I want to seem like I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? If they don't like politics, they don't know politics. You say fucking move along. You should just shame them, shame them, and say, "Well, um, forget you. Enjoy, enjoy uh, your ignorance. Enjoy being an ignorant." ignoramus next anybody else here know what the fuck they're talking about i'd like to interview you how about a little bit of that there's something to be said for publicly shaming people you know what i mean we have the feeling of shame mother nature gave us shame so um it's it's a pertinent emotion it says we should be, you know, it keeps us in our lane. How, how, well, if somebody is shamed for being an ignoramus instead of, <laughs> yeah, I get it. You don't like politics. Yeah, you just don't know nothing about politics. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of, uh, you, it, that's validating the, the ignorance. Because, as the saying goes, if you're, if you don't, what, what, how, what's the saying? I'm trying to remember. If you're, you're not at the table, you're on the menu, that kind of thing. Well, that's what they like. They want people not to be involved or engaged or know anything about politics, except what they hear over here in an elevator or here on a pole. See, that's the kind of ma um, malinformed, low-information voter that is influenced by these fucking polls that they keep doing. I got to, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Who am I going to vote for? Mm, I saw that poll that 65% of people want Republicans. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Because, you know, I, I, I guess I want to seem like I am part of the crowd. They must know what they're talking about. Anyway. Committee is between now and the conclusion of these hearings. Can they break through to, to those kinds of voters too, guys? Can they break through to the ignoramuses? Well, if they can't, you better uh, look in the mirror. Shame on you. Can they break? Why are we even asking that question? You know what I mean? Why? Do they give that kind of, that kind of, uh, you know, what's the word? I don't know. They, they give them, they, it's like they validate ignorance. They give being malinformed and unengaged about the greatest attack on this country the, and in fact, a, a serious attack, you know, when they attacked the World Trade Center, when we were attacked on September 11th, there was no, it, this is actually worse because there was no possibility that the 
Al-Qaeda's were going to overthrow the government and turn us into Sharia law, much to Republican dismay, I'm sure, because they would love Sharia law, except a little bit more Jesus-y. But, and, and of course, they also fear-mongering. You know, they, they waste everybody's time legislating against Sharia law in places like Tennessee, like this is even happening. It's not even happening anywhere. But this is what Republicans do. They waste people's time. They tickle people's racist funny bones. And they never bring light into a situation. Only darkness and ignorance. But can they break through? Can they break through? Well, shame on you if they can't. Because that's you. You created that. Not them. Because you gave them... You validated their ignorance. You made it as if it's a, a, uh, an honorable choice. Right up there with being engaged. As if being uh, not engaged when the traitors are coming over the, f- they're, they're, they're coming over the hill here. They're literally attacked this government. And they're in the government. They are in, they have infiltrated the system that every, every veteran, every person who ever died for this country gave their life for. And these bastards, these traitors, are, they have a knife to the throat of democracy. And can they break through? Can uh, can can we engage the ones who aren't engaged? Oh well, it's not your fault, right, lady? I don't know, but to me, I, I, this pissed me off beyond words. Another example of the failure of corporate media. And they, that's what they're doing. They validate this kind of, this, this, this kind of uh, nonchalance. Eh, so what? Some people like Nazis. Some people don't. I don't know. I, I'm just eating. I'm eating my dinner. Can you engage them? Can we, can we get them interested? Unfriggin' real. I'll be right back with more outrage. <laughs> All right, this is Tara Devlin. Thank you, Stephen Lee. And oh, well, thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. Thank you, as always, Jim. Jim says, evening. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Did Hitler take a poll with the Jews? To see how they felt about extermination? They said, well, if they, there was a similar corporate media at the time, I'm sure they would, they would be polling that. Yeah, well, well, what would it be? Do you think um, 60% prefer Hitler because Hitler built the, well, the, uh, the Autobahn's pretty nice, right? And before people were unemployed, now there are all these jobs opened up since uh, all your neighbors got taken away 
in the middle of the night created a lot of opportunity. And none of these labor unions getting in the way. We put all of them in the camps. Right? Can we break through with the knowledge that your your neighbors were taken away to camps? I, I, or does it... Do, how, how do you break through with somebody who just wants to fill up their gas can so they can... I don't know, uh, use a leaf blower on Willie Geist's lawn. Because he's such a real, he's a real man of the people, that one. He's always concerned about the people. Will they be able to fill up their gas cans and blow, blow leaves off of his lawn? For one thing. He is also very concerned if uh, that universal health care might take health care away from people by giving it to everybody. It's, it's very bizarre, but he's, he's concerned about that, too. Can they break through? This pissed me off, of course, because it never stops. And I'm, the reason I'm pissed off is because I'm also concerned, <laughs> to put it not mildly, I'm extremely concerned that we are, it doesn't matter. In the long run, the fascists are going to win and the corporate media will, it's like the sun will rise in the morning and the corporate media will continue on validating and enabling it and making it, it all seem like it's normal. Right? Yeah. Don't, hey, well, uh, what do you do? What if Trump runs again? You, are you talking about the traitor who lied to the American people? Who, told, who continues to lie to the American people, saying he won an election in the history, in the short history of this country. We have a, a tradition of a peaceful transfer of power. Greater men than that con man, that tax-cheating, draft-dodging, wannabe dictator con man gave up power. Because they lost, you know, they lost the election. But they were man enough to admit it. And this thin-skinned, little sociopath, narcissist, can't do it. Because he sucks. He sucks at life. He sucks at business. He sucks at being human like he sucks at business. And the corporate media is just like, well, what do we do? when Trump runs again, up in the polls, down in the polls. That's what they'll do. They'll do another poll. They'll ask, well, 50%, 55% say, uh, you know, Trump will be better on inflation because he's a fucking businessman. Even though he is a serial bankrupt, tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who is not a successful businessman. He just played one on reality TV, but don't let that reality interfere, corporate media, because it's so much easier to just say he's up in the polls than actually do journalism and inform people. 
And the, that woman, when she went over, is like, oh, can I talk to you about the January 6th commission hearing or the, the committee hearing? And, oh, I don't know anything about politics. She should have said, "You shame on you. You should be ashamed of yourself. We're in the middle of a coup. And you're sitting there worried about uh, when you're f- if you can get some more breadsticks on your table. You should be ashamed. And, and she should just walk on by. Say, anybody here not a moron? Want to talk to a, a real-life TV reporter? That's all you got to do. And trust me, that little pinge of shame the moron will feel might might spur them to not be a moron it might it might spur them along to be to inform themselves but here in the united states of serfs and lords it's it's uh, it's okay right being an ignoramus is par for the course it's almost it is considered and treated like a legitimate choice up there with being informed. You're so, oh, I don't know. You know that the word idiot is, it comes from, it's a Greek word. Let me see. Idiot. If I'm not mistaken, it, it comes, from, well, stupid person, of course, but in Greek, let me see. If I'm not mistaken, it was used to um yes the greek noun to um to describe the reason we the the word idiot means stupid person but it was someone who did not partake in their civic duty they didn't vote that's where it comes from Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as far as i remember Look at her face. Did you talk to anybody who might have felt differently after the hearings, Dasha? Did you talk to anybody who was not going to watch but then heard about it today and thought, hey, listen, maybe maybe it's worth it? Yeah, hey, hey, maybe it's worth it. Maybe this thing is worth it. I, I don't know, man. I got to get out of here. Have you, did you talk to anybody who said, I'm not going to watch because I'm too busy I'm taking this poll that I got? from MSNBC and um but uh now I heard all about it and I, I think I'm gonna watch even though I saw on well, I don't know what was that I saw a bunch of Nazis storming the Capitol I know a couple of people died whatever and then there's a I I think that uh there's some questions about the election right that's all I keep hearing and regardless, I, I keep hearing that Republicans are a legitimate choice. You know, we have, we have people who believe in democracy, and then we have big lie-spreading fascists with a dictator, envy, and con man who's spreading this big lie and wants to overthrow the government. But they're equal. They're both on, this, they're on par with each other. And I don't know. I, I, I just don't like my gas prices. Uh, 
the reality, Katie, is no. Uh, and those voters themselves admitted that, you know, they had been following this story and they themselves said they hope that some people who haven't been uh, did tune in. But I'll tell you, last night I was at a Dr. Oz event. He was kicking off uh, his campaign for the general election now that he is officially the Republican nominee. About 100 people or so in that room. January 6th was not surprisingly not uh, brought up instead. He what the fuck are you bringing up a Dr. Oz event and then saying, hey, what a surprise. You know, a lot of people at the Dr. Oz event, no one was talking about January 6th. What a surprise. Why are you saying that that is even in the realm of possibilities? Why don't you say at the Dr. Oz event, much to their shame, these people are living in an alternate reality where, where truth is false and the up is down and a con man is a great businessman because he played one on reality TV. So obviously these people want nothing to do with the truth because they, they should, they barely know. They, they barely, I mean, they, they're gonna vote for Dr. Oz? Who is a con man himself? Another in the long line of grifters. You see, not bringing that up She's validating him as well. In the long line of Republican grifters. Oh, yeah, I was at this Dr. Oz event. Let's talk about him and, and them like they're sincere. Like he's a sincere government servant. Not a, not a con man. Don't take him at, at his word. You know, just take him as... Well, don't take him... Don't 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 look at his past. Don't look at the history of him. Tara Devlin. Oh my God, I'm losing it already. You know what I mean? Just uh, don't look at Doctor Oz's his history of of being on the wrong side, quote unquote of every Republican issue that he's now on the opposite side of. Don't worry about that. Don't just take him as like he's a real candidate, not another in the long line of, of grifters who gravitate towards the Republican Party because who gives a shit, right? The, the, the Republican Party is the party of fools who hate America, hate democracy, they'll buy anything you're selling as long as 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 it as long as it validates their their ignorance and their racism. It gives their racism a I mean that's their big tent, you know. Oh, they welcome all kinds of racists in the big tent. Racists, self-loathing racists, Racists of all, all swaths and all stripes. Talked about issues of, of crime, uh, inflation, gas prices, and that is the uphill battle that this committee has right now, as there are a lot of other issues that vote. Shut the fuck up. Gas prices, inflation, crime. Don't you sound uh, like a real reporter there? 
That's what, of course, that's what they're talking about at the Dr. Oz event. It doesn't make it legitimate. It doesn't make them a bunch of um, well-informed voters like the, you know, like the ones you are, you're interviewing and saying, oh, I just like my breadsticks. Up instead, he talked about issues of, of crime, uh, inflation, gas prices. Well, and why are you repeating his bullshit line when there's a coup happening and it came from the White House? God damn you. You know what I mean? This is this is the the unprecedented history happening. We are under assault from the former president who who in the White House plotted a coup against this country and continues it. We are lucky he's not in the White House now. And, but it's not for lack of trying. So don't give me his, his laundry list of complaints. Unreal. I know, right? Haiku on the chat. Saving our democracy has some real distractions to contend with. That sums it up beautifully. Exactly. That's that's what you get from the mainstream media. How are we going to break through? We have all these distractions from the con man and the coup plotters. Right? It's like the coup plotters are laying out these distractions and the mainstream media is gobbling them up and regurgitating them as if they're legitimate. You know, uh, yeah, people are feeling the pinch. There's good news and bad news. But if we had a functioning government, if there was a functioning opposition party, there was a functioning Republican Party, they might want to get together with the other representatives and represent their constituents, come to the table and come up with a plan. But they're too busy continuing the coup. They're too busy doing nothing, biding their time until they can get power so they can continue to destroy this country once and for all. That's the plan. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, saving our democracy sure has some real distractions to contend with. These people, I mean, this and this woman, I I can't, I can't take it. Are you kidding me? These people make me, it's beyond sickening. That is the uphill battle that this committee has right now, as there are a lot of other issues that voters uh, are concerned about. So the people who aren't paying attention to this and the people who are uh, maybe in the Trump camp who support Donald Trump or who simply, uh, you know, don't think this is an important issue, can either the hearings themselves or some of the, you know, the clips that wind up uh, on social media where a lot of people are are consuming their information, can some of those things break through? I think that's going to be what we really have to look out for, Katie. Yeah, we got to really look out for all that. You know, it's... uh, Voters are really concerned. They don't care about uh, saving democracy. Fuck it. 
So what? The coup. So what? So what a a president in the first time in American history set a a mob wound up a mob with lies and then pushed them toward the Capitol where not only that, not only the mob, he plotted. He plotted, um, and now the fucking camera's all, uh, I don't know what's going on with my camera, guys. Who cares, right? He plotted with, with the Proud Boys with all of um, all of his uh, rogues gallery of traitors, Giuliani, all you know, all the all the the kooks, Michael Flynn, all the traitors, they were in the White House discussing options of how to overthrow the government. But eh, just gas prices, you know, gas prices been a little high. Still, gas prices are high. Unreal. And the media, the corporate media, is telling the people who watch corporate media that it's on par. Having high gas prices temporarily and for various reasons, that's on par with a an active effing coup holy shit yeah let me see here's something about inflation republicans blame biden for inflation but are they right Democrats struggle to pass Biden, blah, 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 What year? I mean, not year. This was from November. What's happening around the globe? The United States is hardly alone in enduring a bout of stiff inflation. This is from Reuters. A headline measure tracked by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development shows inflation across 38 member countries running at the highest level since 2008. Well, let's get Joe Biden in there to fix it all. Oil prices alone have quadrupled in the last 18 months as energy demand recovered with economies reopening from COVID-19 shutdowns which is a worldwide thing. The main Republican argument against Biden is that his multi-trillion dollar legislative agenda makes inflation worse. Of course it does, right? What we need to do is slit everybody's throats, except for the 1% who want to, well, let's slit the throats of the working class so the 1% can squeeze the blood down their throats and they can be sated, right? And then for some reason, uh, I guess they'll trickle it out. They'll trickle on, they'll trickle blood on whoever's lucky enough to be left behind. (sighs) The annual inflation rates for dozens and dozens of goods routinely purchased by American households, including food, were already at their highest levels in a decade before Biden entered the White House. Okay. That is in large part because of the COVID-19 relief spending enacted under Trump. 
with overwhelming Republican support. It exceeded what Democrats have allocated so far by roughly $1 trillion. That money kept household balance sheets intact during a crisis and allowed consumers to keep spending despite double-digit unemployment. Moreover, household savings rocketed to unprecedented levels, providing Tinder for more spending on activities like dining and travel once those became widely available again. You see, Republicans don't give a shit. The, and the corporate media will never hold them accountable. They will never connect the dots. They will never point to it. You know what I mean? They will never. It's like, what will Joe Biden do? What is he? What is he? Tinkerbell? Does he get to go? Bling, bling, bling? And I'm all for. Let's have some socialism. But I don't want to hear your bullshit, Republicans, about uh, keep your your government hands off my whatever. Usually it's another government program, but you know what I mean. You're morons. Unreal. Republicans point to concerns raised by former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, who warned that Biden's American rescue plan could fuel inflation, but other economists, including Mark Zandi of Moody's, have since said that Biden's agenda is more likely to lift the economics, the economy's long-term growth prospects and ease inflation. But don't worry about the truth. Just point to whatever fits your myopic and anti-American agenda, your kiss-up, kick-down agenda. The article continues. This is from Reuters. Republicans claim that Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandates for federal workers and private businesses with more than 100 employees are exacerbating a national labor shortage at a time when inflationary pressures are affecting both wages and prices. It is true that that employment and workforce growth slowed. Now, this, this is months ago. Remember, this is an article from months ago. But in recent months, and employers are struggling to find workers, but the deadline for complying with the vaccine mandate was more than a month off when they were making these, um, touting these numbers. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, it didn't measure But don't let don't let that interfere with the talking points, Republicans. What did enhanced unemployment benefits do? Republicans argue that exorbitant handouts, fuck you, Republicans, from the federal government, including a three hundred dollar weekly federal pandemic unemployment benefit, because you were supposed to starve. You see, when everything shut down, you needed to go die. That's it. Or, I guess, beg a, uh, a billionaire to trickle on you. Um, uh, those unemployment payments, which ended nationally in September, appear to have had little impact on the labor market participation. The mostly Republican-led states that blocked the payments added jobs in August at less than half the pace of other states that allowed the payments to flow. 
of course, of effing course. You see what I mean? Because they suck. And as far as, yeah, I just saw today a tweet from Jim Jordan, and I can't wait until they, they start naming names. They continue to name names, I should say, of the Republicans who sought pardons from the con man. And I can't wait because uh, in addition to Scott Perry, who is a traitor and wanted a pardon, who, who needs a pardon if you're not doing something wrong, right? If you didn't do anything wrong, why are you begging for a pardon? But according to the January 6th committee, many other Republicans beg for pardons. But anyway... I saw a tweet from Jim Jordan today and he was saying, oh, something about, because like the, like the corporate media mouthpiece is saying, gas prices, inflation, crime is on the rise. Everything that uh, the, the distractions to the coup. But so Jim Jordan was like, crime in Democrat states or whatever the hell. And of course, the fact is crime. Don't let truth get in the way, Jim. Crime in Republican states are off the chart. In fact, the crime. Let me find this fucking tweet while I'm talking about it. It was. A, it, I saw it. I saw it on. Maybe I won't be able to find it. Oh, shut your mouth. I just went on Twitter. Elise Stefanik. Last night, there was not one mention of why the Capitol was left so ill-prepared because of you, bitch. Oh, it's it's Nancy Pelosi's fault, right? I guess she missed the part where Trump called off the National Guard. But don't worry. They, it doesn't matter. She knows the morons who follow her and and believe her lies won't investigate any further than that tweet. Oh, it's got to be Nancy Pelosi. Fuck you. I'm so sick of these. Oh, my God. I can't take it. Anyway, where is it? Jim Jordan. It doesn't matter. I'll find it one of these days. Why am I bringing things up that I'm not prepared to talk about? I just I didn't have it in front of me. But you know what I'm saying. Jim Jordan tweeted. Uh, I know you're surprised. He tweeted lies. It's very strange how they do that. Saying that, and of course, well, well, the maybe the corporate media could could spend some of their time instead of doing polls, they could do things like that. Like they they can inform people and say that, for example, uh, crime rates don't don't pay any attention to the Republican fear mongering. In fact, crime rates are off the chart. They're they're rising higher. In red states, in spite of their, you know, in spite of what the Republicans are saying, it doesn't matter though, right? The coup. Don't matter. Don't worry about a coup. Where is Jim Jordan? 
so sick of them all. Yeah. Such a partisan... He's going off on the January 6th committee. A completely partisan production. Well, because you're in on the coup, Jim. Oh, you were upset. You didn't get a chance to turn it into another one of your your uh, distraction machines, right? Where you get up there with your with your rolled up sleeves and you scream. <sighs> you didn't get a chance. They actually have Republicans on the panel who aren't complete and utter traitors like you. Incredible. Did anybody talk about, this is what he writes, did anyone talk about the assassination attempt on Justice Kavanaugh at last night's hearing? You, you see, here's the thing. I saw in the New York Post, there, um, the New York Post, is they were tweeting out, another Rupert Murdoch rag, um, tweeting how the there was a plot against beer bong bread and who no one talked about that you won't hear the democrats talk about that the coup against justice kavanaugh when it's not exactly a plot right when one nut job calls 911 on himself it doesn't really measure up on par with, um, you know, a poo, a, 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 an actual coup against democracy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But they, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's the whataboutism. They, if it doesn't fit, they just fix the facts around the policy and they make it fit. The assassination attempt. Honey, there was no assassination attempt against Kavanaugh, against Beer Bong Brett. Some nut job, a little an unhinged nut job, called nine one one on himself. That's not an assassination attempt, you know. But I do know of an assassination attempt against democracy. That doesn't matter. I I hate these fuckers. Will. Where the hell is is Merrick Garland? Will these scumbags go to jail? That's what I want to know. There has to be accountability. I don't understand how Steve Bannon is still walking free. And the whole world, you know, what they saw. The, the Republicans, yet again embarrass us in front of the whole world. And I wish it were merely an embarrassment. But they're traitors. Unreal. So, yeah. um, Remember Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi? The Republicans, how many? Uh, the, The 11 hours? The live hearing? Jesus Christ. They call it but they're calling the January 6th committee hearings. Oh, oh, this the this is the uh, another one of their distractions. Oh, it's old news. Oh, we didn't see anything that we didn't already know. Really? 
Well, we knew that Trump is a traitor, but now everybody just right out right and said it. I appreciated that right out of the gate. They were like the president, the former president of the United States led a coup, led a coup against democracy. I don't remember exactly how they said it, but it was great. People are tweeting, um, day two. Oh shit. Where'd it go? Well, I lost it. I lost it. Benghazi. Because Benghazi is trending. And there you go. It's another example. The corporate media does, doesn't does do us any favors because they treat Republicans like they are sincere actors. They're sincere participants in this government, and they're not. The Benghazi hearing in itself. They broadcast the Benghazi hearing, and, of course, Hillary Clinton wiped the floor with them, but it wasn't... They were doing it for political purposes. The January 6th commission, the committee hearing, this is for the, the, uh, this is to stop a coup, an outright coup. And the Republicans are like, well, uh, what coup? What coup, huh? No coup here. There's no coup. If there's, if there is nothing to hide, then why did uh, Fox News not show any of the hearing? In fact, I'm sure you've seen the clips of all the other networks and then Fox News side by side. Whenever they showed the traitors and all the violence that the traitors were inflicting on the, on the police that Republicans pretend to love, they cut away. They cut away to the audience, the people watching I mean, and they ran Fox News with, without commercial interruption, which says, it just says it all. Because they were afraid that when the commercials come, that their low-effort-thinking morons might accidentally, their hands might slip off their penises and, and uh, hit, hit, the, hit, a, hit a button on their remote, and they might see the truth and they couldn't take that chance why would they i mean everything they did to 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 not you know to shield the traders who watch i mean the victims really the and the traders who watch fox news which is not news is uh they should be ashamed of themselves but why, another question, why does Fox News still have a White House press pass? Okay? It is not news. It's propaganda. And that says it all. The greatest, the most important historical event, event in recent history, and the Republicans refuse to show it. The, the Fox News fascists refused to show it. This news organization is afraid to show it. Right? 
Anyway, but right before, and then the, the traders are all over the place. I'm sure you saw Michigan, the Michigan Republican front runner, the gubernatorial front runner, um, was arrested. So the FBI executed a search warrant and arrested, um, an, and an arrest warrant on Ryan Kelly who allegedly climbed on the Capitol facade and egged others on during the January 6th riot. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, I hope this is one of many. I hope this is just the first of, of many reports of traitors being arrested. And all over Twitter, all of the... Well, then, of course, we have Russian bots on there up the wazoo, but... The, the 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 line was oh it's a witch hunt another witch hunt he never did he never even went inside i'm sure he did more than that so the michigan gubernatorial race is once again in chaos after a fringe candidate who was leading in at least one poll was dragged out of his home by the fbi on Thursday and charged with participating in the Capitol riot. Ryan Kelly, a 40-year-old real estate agent, was arrested on several misdemeanors after prosecutors alleged in a criminal complaint that he joined the riot outside the Capitol, allegedly climbing on the building's facade. Oh, that's somebody you want as your governor, right? These people are pathetic. I don't get it, but, you know... Well, let's keep presenting them, corporate media, as a as a legitimate choice. Let's, you know, some people like treason, some people don't. Some people want to promote the general welfare. Some people want to climb up the facade of the Capitol building and take a shit in the halls. Two things, same, you know, equal. Some people, um, I don't know, uh, ask them on a poll. Take a poll. Which would they prefer? What kind of representative would they prefer? Somebody who knows how to, how to act? <laughs> or somebody who is a fucking traitor? An FBI spokesperson confirmed to the Daily Beast that Kelly, a former Allentown Township Planning Commissioner, was taken from his Allentown, Allentown Township home around 9.30 a.m. after the agents from the FBI's Grand Rapids office executed an arrest and search warrant. Well, all I can say is hallelujah. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. It's only great because of the great people in the chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster. So here's from Vox. The January 6th hearing showed why it's reasonable to call Trump a fascist. Well, now you're catching on, Vox. Zach Bocamp, Bocamp, how do you pronounce it? Amid the many extraordinary revelations at the January 6th committee's first primetime hearing on Thursday, one stood out for its sheer depravity that during the assault, when rioters chanted, hang Mike Pence, 
In the halls of the Capitol, President Donald Trump suggested that the mob really ought to execute his vice president. Maybe our supporters have the right idea, he said. Can you believe that shit? And, but let's keep endorsing him, Mike Pence. You see, the Republican Party is not a legitimate party. They are an anti-democratic death cult. Even if that cult, they don't care who's, who, who dies, even if they, if they have to die. Even if the death is the death of themselves, but they'll settle for the death of their dignity, I suppose, because anybody who follows them at this point, you, there has to be something fundamentally wrong with you. I've been saying it for years, of course, but don't you have any dignity? Of course they don't. They don't have any dignity. They have no honor. They have no integrity. They have no maturity. They, ha- they don't have any of the things required to function in a democracy. It's true. You need these things to function in a democracy. That's why corporate media is, is part of the problem. Because they don't, ex- they don't cultivate these things. They don't cultivate the knowledge that decency, dignity, integrity, maturity, all of the, these are just, you don't need to be an expert in all of them. You don't, you just have to have the basic level of maturity. You have to have basic decency, basic humanity to function in a democracy. And, you know, all that is cultivated here in this effed up dying empire, even if I don't even know if we can call ourselves that, is selfishness. And that's what happens when the corporate media sticks a a microphone in these morons' faces. Nothing is required, right? The only thing that is expected from them is... uh, what 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 you can do for them, right? You're not required to have any knowledge. You're not required to even vote half the time. You're just required to complain. And when the corporate media calls you with a poll question, you're supposed to just be like, I know, well, uh, everybody else said they want Republicans. So I guess I want them too. You don't have to know anything. Just be selfish. Don't understand what it means to what 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 it means to live in a democracy. What the general welfare means. What about I bet you half the fucking country doesn't even know the national motto, "E pluribus unum." They don't know that. Why would they? Why? Who needs that? Who needs to know it? All they need to know is uh, the, the, uh, gas. Damn those gas prices. Damn it. They don't need to know that uh, about inflation. They don't need to know about the worldwide pandemic, how it affected everything. You know what I mean? They just need to know that nothing. They really need to know nothing. Christ. 
endorsing violence is hardly new for Trump. It's something he's done repeatedly, often in an allegedly joking tone, which is another bullshit that the corporate media always lets Republicans get away with. Whenever they're caught in the act of being themselves, Nazis, they're like, I was joking. <laughs> yeah, I was jo- or, or taken out of context. They're always taken out of context or joking. When they're, and that's why I say we will win. If, you know, if the corporate media stops sucking, if the, the people, you know, if the liberal media ever had a leg up and the people understood the, what it meant, what democracy, what this democracy thingy is, maybe we'd have a chance here. You know? And, but the corporate media will never hold Republicans accountable. They'll never say that violence, you know, they'll, they'll, they, I don't know, uh, that uh, they'll never hold them accountable. They won't even put, put, they won't, they'll just complain about inflation, but they won't bring the, they won't even go back to what, what, what part Trump played. You know? It's incredible. Jesus Christ. It's, if, it's ridiculous. I can't even, I don't even know. I got to get out of here. Somebody in Ireland, marry me. While he, where is this? Where am I? He re, endorsing violence is hardly new. Is often in an allegedly joking tone, but the reported comment from January 6th is a qualitatively worse is qualitatively worse given the context coming both amid a violent attack that he helped stoke and one he did little to halt. He little? See, even that is being generous. He did nothing. He did nothing to halt it. You see what I'm saying? Why would you write that? And made a violent attack he helped stoke and one he did little to halt. What did he do to halt it? Anybody? Did he do anything to halt this attack? No. Oh, he he tweeted later. He, he, he released a video when all was said and done saying, we love you. That the election was stolen. This is what happens. And I know how you feel. It's a disgrace. You fuck. The committee found that the president took no steps to defend the Capitol building, falling, failing to call the National Guard or even speak to his secretaries of defense and homeland security. While he was the de- while he was de facto permitting the mob's rampage, he was privately cheering the most violent stated objective of the people he acknowledged as our supporters. Throughout Trump's presidency, there was a raging debate among experts as to whether it was accurate to describe him as a fascist. One of the strongest counter arguments that his political movement did not involved the kind of street violence characteristic of Italian and German fascism was undermined on January 6th, though some scholars still argue that the term was somewhat imprecise as this. 
But when a leader whips up a mob to attack democracy with the goal of maintaining his grip on power in defiance of democratic order, then privately refuses to stop them while endorsing the murderous aims of the people he claims to as his own supporters, it's hard to see him as anything but a leader of a violent anti-democratic movement with important parallels to interwar fascism. This doesn't prove that fascism is, in all respects, a perfect analogy for the Trump presidency. Well, what the hell else do we need? Do we have to get to the death camps? Hmm? Oh, don't worry. If they get control, we'll get there. Trust me. Have I been wrong before? Maybe. I've been wrong. Not about this, though. You and me, we better believe it. Do we have to get to the death camps? Because I, all I know is that all during the Bush administration and when Republicans were slipping further and further into fascism, people would say, oh, you can't say it. You can't call them fascists. You can't. Of, of course, on the corporate media, they would say that all the time. And, and I, re, I distinctly remember Willie Geist, who is somebody that needs to be talked to. Um, saying that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just outrageous. There's no, uh, there's no, um, there's no death, there's no, uh, you know, not death panels, but there's no, uh, you know, death camps. So you can't call it fascism. Well, and I, and I would always scream at the TV. It doesn't start with the death camps. That's where it ends. That's why... We have to be hyper-vigilant against this bullshit, against fascism, against the vilifying of minority groups du jour, against the kind of misogyny, the militarism, the, cap the, the cronyism, the corruption, the rigged elections. That the Republicans are, that's, I mean, they're the ones. The 15 characteristics of fascism, they've ticked them all off. Not during the Trump administration, that, they, that it just got out of control. But well before Trump ever took power, the sham, the sham party that they are, putting up sham so-called candidate. I mean, the, the, the sham. The sham of Sarah Palin. The sham of George W. Bush. These people were not public servants. Like, they, when um, Karl Rove said, when he met George W. Bush, he said, I can make him president. He didn't say... Man, this guy needs to be president because he's such a great public servant. No, he fit the suit. My God, this is the end of the progressive voices part of the show. Can you believe it? We will win. Remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy and humanity while we're at it. We stick together, we win. There's more show at youtube.com slash c for channel slash Tara Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. 
keep the real liberal media going and growing. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. I can't believe how fast that went. What is going on in my life? Is that, I feel like I just blinked. And the damn show went flying by. Well, there's so many, I wish I had brought this up sooner. Frankly. Because here's the thing. Did you see, uh, let me, let me play this video. This is from the January 6th hearings. Oh, of course. First of all, I just want to say somebody I saw on the chat earlier. I can't remember who said it, that, that Jared Kushner is, it has a punchable face. Does he, does he not have the most punchable face? And he's a traitor, of course, but he's got that, you know, the way he's like, oh, I just thought they were whiners. Oh, my God. This is a clip of Jared Kushner addressing multiple threats by White House counsel Pat Cipollone and his team of lawyers to resign in the weeks before January 6th. Yeah. Jared, uh, are you aware of um, instances where uh, Pat Cipollone threatened to resign? I, I kind of, uh, like I said, my interest at that time yeah. was on trying to get as many pardons done. Uh, and I know that, you know, he was always, him and the team were always saying, oh, we're going to resign. We're not going to be here if this happens, if that happens. So I kind of took it up to just be whining, to be honest yeah, with you. just whining. Yes, we're... When we're trying to commit our crimes and people are like, I can't be a part of your crime. It's kind of whining. That's what, when uh, we called up Beer Bong Brett, you know, we were like, you want to be part of this coup? And he didn't whine. He was like, sure. You got some wine? Because I like wine and I like beer. Well, here's from the from the committee hearing. Where is it? Where's my ecam? Yes. My name is Jared, and uh, I got two billion from the Saudis for, um, you know, turning. Um, I'm not even turning a blind eye, but allowing the murder of a journalist. You know, it's okay. No one will ever dismember me alive because uh money 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 my name is marcus childress and i'm an investigative counsel for the select committee to investigate the january 6th attack on the united states capitol what do you want to call him give me a name give me a white supremacist stand back and stand by uh, after he made this comment, Enrique Terrio, then chairman of the Proud Boys, said on Parler, standing by, sir. During our sir. investigation, we learned that this yeah. comment during the presidential debate actually led to an increase in membership from the Proud Boys. Would you say that Proud Boys numbers increased after the stand back, stand by comment? Exponentially. I'd say tripled, probably, with the potential for a lot more eventually. And did you ever st sell any stand back and stand by merchandise? Uh... 
One of the vendors on my page actually beat me to it, but I wish I would have. I wish I would have made a stand back, stand by shirt. On December 19th, President Trump tweeted about the January 6th rally and told attendees, "Be there, will be wild." Many of the witnesses that we interviewed were inspired by the president's call and came to D.C. for January 6th. But the extremists, they took it a step further. They viewed this tweet as a call to arms. A day later, the Department of Justice describes how the Proud Boys created a chat called the Ministry of Self-Defense Leadership Chat. Uh, in this chat, the Proud Boys established a command structure so in anticipation of coming back to D.C. Mind. on January 6th. The Department of Justice describes Mr. Tario coming into possession of a document called the 1770 six returns, which describes uh, individuals occupying key buildings around the United States Capitol. The Oath Keeper... And make no mistake, if this were 1776, they would be the loyalists. They wouldn't be the patriots. They would be fighting the patriots. You know, there were loyalist militias roaming the countryside. That's what they would be involved in. Because, you know, they want the king and the aristocracy to save them from the general welfare. And uh, just an aside, you see this guy, Stuart Rhodes, with the eye patch. None of the corporate media, all day when they're playing these clips, none of them point out the fact that, you know how this fucker shot his eye out, cleaning his gun. You see what I mean? They're fools. He literally shot out his eye. Cleaning his gun. But I wanted to see. Where is this? Uh, yeah, the Proud Boys, Proud Boys, Proud Boys. Oh, here, here. This is the part. The committee learned that the Oath Keepers went into the Capitol through the east doors in two stack formations. The DOJ alleges that one of the stacks went into the Capitol looking for Speaker Pelosi, although they never. See that? They went into the Capitol looking for Nancy Pelosi at the same time that Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bobert, tweeted Nancy Pelosi's location. Right? She's the... Where is it? I tweeted this out. Of course, hopefully, uh, Lauren Bobert's on the list of the traitors. Maybe she sought a pardon or maybe she didn't, but she's a fucking traitor. Why did she tweet Nancy Pelosi's location? She tweeted, the, the, the speaker has been removed from the chamber. Why? They told them to not tweet anything. They told the representatives who were hunkering down not to tweet not to give away anybody's location, and then banned from the bowling alley, Bobert tweets the effing speaker of the house's location that she's been. Oh, don't don't come looking in here. She's not here. Look in the other parts of the Capitol. She's been removed from the chamber. Find her outside. Don't waste your time coming to the chamber. Unbelievable. But, okay, um, gas prices and, you know, um, there's so many other things to think about. There's so many other distractions. Like, 
I don't know, food prices, gas prices, inflation. Never mind that we have traitors, literal traitors in the House, in the, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate. Un- I, I don't know. How is there any other story but that? How is there anything on par with that? Like somebody, where was it? AOC tweeted, once again, the Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice's Clarence Thomas's wife was involved in January 6th. She attended the rally and relentlessly urged the president's chief of staff to overcome, to overturn, excuse me, the U.S. election. He later refused to recuse himself from rulings related to the matter. All over the government that Republicans have gotten their their clutches into, there are traitors. They have installed traitors. But so AOC tweets this, and of course, right right at the top of the list on the on on uh, in response, we get. Uh, these Republican. Here's one one guy who tweets back or responds. I I'm honestly more interested in how I'll be able to afford gas, food, and all of other life's needs. Bullshit. So uh, of course I looked. Let me see if this guy is for real. Who knows? He looks like he might be real, but. You know, he's only got 57 followers and his Twitter feed is stock to the gills with uh, Second Amendment and all kinds of other shit. You know, all kinds of other traitorous bullshit. So, you know, I just wonder, I... How am I supposed to be able to afford gas, food, and all the other life needs? You know what Republicans would say? When we, whenever we, as normal people, as patriots, in, during the time when the middle class went from the most to the, to the least upwardly mobile, when the gap between rich and poor were becoming wider and wider, now it's the widest in all of the Western world, what would the Republicans say? Right now, they're all concerned about how people are going to pay for gas and food. What would they say? Get a job, right? That's what they would say. Because there's nothing wrong with capitalism, apparently, when capitalism is serving the corporate interests. I mean, it's still serving corporate interests, but Republicans aren't in charge. That's why all of the sudden they claim to be on the side of the people. When they don't go, they don't give a shit about the people, because every time we, uh, the normal people of this of this society, that understand that you can't have a system where with this kind of concentrated wealth, and you can't have concentrated wealth and democracy at the same time, and that who understand that the rich don't pay taxes that the, you know, all we have to do, let's go back to the 90% top marginal tax rate like we had under uh, that socialist Eisenhower, things like that. To 
to promote the general welfare. But all of a sudden, Republicans are concerned about how people are going to pay for things when you know they don't pay, they don't give a shit. And every time, and I can't even count how many times I've seen on social media and whatnot, when we, when normal people say, how can people afford, let's say, their student loans? Or how can we afford to even live or have a family or buy a house? The Republican response is, get a job, right? Now, all all of a sudden, where's their snark? Their, their snark has disappeared. They're all of a sudden concerned about the average working person affording basic needs. But let's consider let let let's have the corporate media give them basically basically give them cover. Cons- act as if they're sincere. Let's not go back in history, and and pull up all of their indifference, the, all of the examples of their indifference. Plus the fact that they're suddenly calling for Joe Biden to do something, you know, when um, I'm from the government and I'm here to help is the worst, nine most dangerous words you've ever heard. I can't take it. You see what I mean? It's like they, they're constantly given a pass. For their bu- and their bullshit is validated and enabled by, by even, even um, entertaining their, their complaints. And not only entertaining them, you know what the corporate media is doing. They, they're, it, they're amplifying them and spreading them. Well, anyway... Not that we're not in the middle of a coup. Exactly. Jude Wininsky is the reason we're in this soup now. Right. The two Santa Claus, as Tom Hartman always talks about. Spend, spend, spend. Republicans spend, spend, spend. And act like uh, real, real populists when you're in power and run up the budget, the deficit, do everything you can to leave Democrats with a shit show. And then when the Democrats are handed the mess, you just complain and complain and you call for cutting Social Security and you call for, you know. (sighs) Anyway, all right. One of the other things I'm looking at the time that annoys me about the corporate media is the fact that, of course, this is all related to the coup. You know what I mean? Because we're in the middle of a coup and we have one party that, well, well, there's a couple of, there's a couple of, uh, of normal Republicans like Cheney and Kinzinger. They're supposedly, I guess... For them, for for whatever reason, the two of them make up for an entire party of traitors 
in the eyes of the corporate media. So then the corporate media can present the Republican Party as a legitimate option. That's what it feels like to me, because every other Republican is not only full of shit, but they're dangerous. Here's an example. And, and they're not outliers either. Okay? The all now one here. I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm all over the place, but when I don't know if you noticed in the um, January sixth hearing when they were playing the videos from from the from that day, um, and they didn't point this out, but you might have noticed. I I did all of the white power symbols. People flashing white power symbols. They are. They were all over there, all over the videos, and and you know, I guess there's other bigger fish to fry, but it can't be swept under the rug. This is a, this is a neo-Nazi white supremacist party. In fact, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we went over this already, but we might have. All of the far right, all of the white, you know, nationalist Nazi symbols at, at the, um, during the Capitol insurrection. How come these pictures aren't showing now? Come on, pictures. Well, anyway, maybe it's not opening for some reason. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The Betsy Ross flag has been co-opted by some white supremacist groups to idolize a time when women and people of color had no power. Okay, symbol, right? For some reason, these... The pictures aren't loading. Why? Why? Why do you do this to me? Technology. During our live show. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway. 1776 memorabilia. All the references to the American Revolution are co-opted by the far right. Three percenters. Now, this, this is what's so irritating, too. The three percenters often connoted by uh, the Roman numeral three for three is an anti-government paramilitary group that formed in 2008 around the idea that a small number of patriots, patriots, protect Americans from the tyranny of big government. The name itself is a reference to the debunked claim that only 3% of the population fought against the British in the American revolutions. So... Of course, this is so irritating to me how these right-wingers get to co-opt the symbols of the American Revolution when they're 
they're not the patriot. They're not patriots. And they would never have been patriots. They would never have risen up against their lord and master, the king. These are people that want to install another form of monarchy. They want the intergenerational aristocracy. These are the same people who, I'm sure you've seen the videos of, the, of them uh, saying, 2024, Trump, 2000, you know, and they go on and on to every presidential election. That's uh, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, and then Ivanka Trump, Barron Trump, like it goes on and on. And, to, and then they, they, they show this video. Of course, Trump retweeted it and under the, um, the heading, you really want to trigger the libs? You know what I mean? Like, these are not patriots in any sense of the word. They wouldn't have been patriots then, and they are not patriots now. So, you know, I, Come on, corporate media. Why do I have to do the job? Why do I have to do your job? Why do I have to connect the dots, corporate media? And I guess it's because the corporate media will will go along. They will go al- just like if this country turned into a a the semblance of of uh, Hungary, which is what the Republicans are trying to do. They'll just go along. And then every time we go out and vote, they'll pretend they'll do a poll. Even though the polls will be rigged. Everything will be rigged. The voting will be rigged. It will, the the uh, fascist coup will be complete. We can all go through the motions of voting, but Republicans will always win. Anyway, did you see this? Where's my timer? Oh my God. Am I wrong or am I right? Of course I'm right. I wish I was wrong. I really do. It sucks to be right on, on every level, level, literally and figuratively. Now, of course, you probably heard on Truth Social... Trump is having a meltdown on his so-called truth social and kicking people off. Everyone's getting kicked off. I tried to sign up today to just be kicked off. Everybody is getting kicked off who's posting about the Capitol um, hearing. So you're getting blocked. Everyone's getting blocked. (laughs) And because they're fucking fascists. So come on, corporate media, please. Stop. Stop trying to enable the coup. All right, here, here, uh, remember this guy, Carl Palladino, a real loser? Back in the day, I remember him back when. Remember he was, when he lost, he lost an election, his election, and he came out saying that instead of gone is, gone are the days of graciousness, with the Republicans, but this was years ago where he came out with a baseball bat, right? This is the same guy. He's a real kook. In 2010, he comes out with a baseball bat. Wait, hold on. 
fucking ad. Right? They don't come out and say, "Oh, I I'm uh, I lost the election and now I I'm here to help my you know, your no your new governor." We're all on the same. We're all Americans. Only Democrats say things like that. New York State does not end tonight. We have lost an election, but our cause, our belief, is strong, strong as ever. Our work begins today. I promise to bring began. a baseball bat to Albany. No, you lost. Well, here it is. You see. These people, this is where it all stems from. I'm mad too, Carl. Yeah, you're mad. You're mad about that whole general welfare thingy. Having to, I mean, you could, you could stand the general welfare when it was all white people. But now it's this multiracial democratic republic nation of immigrants it's it's a little too too immigrant i mean immigrants actually who don't have white pigment have a seat at the, they want a seat at the table and then you have all kinds of diversity and all people different people that's too much of the general welfare that's too e pluribus unum get out the bat And I have a message for Andrew Cuomo, the next governor of New York. I've always said my baseball bat is a metaphor for the people who want to take their government back. To where? But this isn't my bat, after all. To the dark ages. Take it back. Take it back. Back to before the American Revolution, you know. As our next governor, you can grab this handle and bring the people with you to Albany. Or you can leave it untouched and run the risk of having it wielded against you. You fucking... Because make no mistake, you have not heard the last of Carl Palladino. Of course, this was 12 years ago. Yeah. No graciousness, right? No. Yes, now we work together... Democrats and Republicans. It's threats. More threats of violence. That's all they can do. That's all they have. We're going to bring a bat. Bring a bat. Bring some lies. Bring some propaganda. Bring some hate. Well, they got plenty of that. It's unbelievable. It never stops. But this is, it's not Trump. Trump was the, he just put it on steroids. He's just the worst of the worst. They all suck. They're all Nazis. Take it back. Yeah, I want to take it back. Yeah, right, Jim, on the chat. Take it back to pre-enlightenment thinking. That's what they want. They got no room for, you know, all of this uh, liberal age of enlightenment, all of this general welfare, e pluribus, no, no, no. You got to take it back. 
if you're not doing everything they want, then you're you're a tyrant. You they and they don't want democracy. They can't handle it because they can't effing handle sharing civilization with people who have darker pigment. That's what really that's really all it comes down to. So, well, Carl Palladino said he would be back, and he is. You know, it took him 12 years, but... So, Carl Palladino, a Republican running for a House seat in western New York. Get ready. I'm sure you know already. He praised Adolf Hitler. What? A, what is, this is a trend with them, you know? They're all praising Hitler. They love Hitler. They have Mein Kampf on their nightstand. They go to the Eagle's Nest and say that um, so I, this is my bucket list. Where the I can't believe I'm here. Where the Führer was my Führer, mein Führer. They can't help it. They're Nazis. They in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. You want to, uh, you don't need a death camp. Give them time. The death camps will come. I guess the death camp, I don't know who will be in the death Well, there'll be trans people in the death camp, probably. They can't handle that. That's the worst, right? Gays and trans, they hate that. And uh, they'll have other death camps for Muslims and People, you know, just anybody. Democrats <laughs> at this point. This is how evil they are. They're literally evil because they're they're a bunch of liars. They hate democracy. They hate America. They're not pa- patriots in any sense of the word. Not even in the historical sense. And they, they just continue to lie. They spread lies. That's that's. I mean, when you have to call your opponents pedophiles that's all you got you're a, you're nothing but evil you you do not have the best interest of your country and your community at heart because they don't give a shit who has to die call people pedophiles they know they're tickling the uh, the morons out there they're tickling their stupidity they're inciting stoke sto- Sarcastic terrorism. They're setting losers up, you know, and they're they're put, you know, just winding them up and pushing them, like Trump did at the Capitol. So he praised Hitler last year for inspiring his followers, describing the fascist dictator as the kind of leader we need today. Mr. Palladino did not specifically condone Hitler's actions in his remarks, which he made in, 20, in a 2021 radio interview that was unearthed on Thursday. But he said he was impressed. That's all they, right? This is what um, Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn said. He was impressed by how the German leader and the head of the Nazi party aroused the crowd. Yeah, just like Trump. It's funny how that happens when you arouse racism and stupidity. He aroused the crowd 
in his speeches and suggested that Republicans in New York and Washington ought to emulate his approach. Oh, don't worry, Carl. They're doing it. They're emulating Hitler. Oh, absolutely. In many ways. He would just get up there screaming these epithets and these people were just, they were hypnotized by him, he said in the interview. In this interview that resurfaced by the left-leaning watchdog group Media Matters. I guess, I guess, that's the kind of leader we need today. We need somebody inspirational. That's inspirational. Somebody who's a real doer. Unreal. You know, they don't ever reach into their archives, into their minds, like for Nelson Mandela, right? Somebody who inspired people. or They go right to Hitler all the time. No, ML, well, they will, they will talk about MLK on MLK Day. And they only have one quote. I wish, just like MLK said, the content of our character, character, and the color of our skin. Oh, somebody on Rockfin. Rockfin is really filled with a bunch of losers, I have to say. Even though I say, whatever, go over there. But uh, I, I just blocked somebody, but... They had a very scintillating comment for me. It was, you suck. (laughs) You know, if somebody like them says, if they say I suck, that means I'm great. You know what I mean? That means I'm doing it correctly. When Nazis are upset, that means I'm doing it right. When morons who the best they got is you suck, when morons, you know, are upset and that they're so upset, they're like, you suck, then that means I'm doing it correctly. So thank you. You know what I mean? I really believe that. I love that. It is, it's validation. But I don't know. Rockfin really attracts a crowd of something. I think because they got, they got Jimmy Dore. They got a lot of like, I don't know who's on there. Whenever I go on there, there's like conspiracy. I've been blocked. Let me see who's on there. Oh yeah. Against, um, there's some, they're taking my guns. The J six hearings are sad. Um, oh yeah, there's Bill Gates. There's a picture of Bill Gates. Just another coincidence? Uh, What's he up to now? Who else? Poll numbers. Brad Pitt is screwed. Well, I don't know what that is. All right, everybody. My name is Tara Devlin. Oh, the media is silent about the Bilderbergs. I don't know. Whatever. Guys. Yeah. Nazis are triggered. 
The Nazis are triggered, and that means I'm doing it correctly. So please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and we will win. Keep watching those January 6th hearings, because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. All right, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> we wear shorts on Tara Busters. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Please run for senator, Jonathan says. I don't know. I'm exhausted. I can't even get people to sign up and be a patron. How am I going to run for senate? If I get a lot of patrons. Yeah, exactly. Become a patron. Maybe I'll run for Senate. Yeah, I got to wrap up the Progressive Voices show. And I got to let Tara Jr. Jr. out of the bedroom. And I got to, uh, yeah. We will, we'll, when will we have another show? I'm going to cut out uh, now, probably. We have a lot to... I mean, this week's going to be jam-packed, frankly. The the January 6th hearing is on Monday. So I'm thinking we'll have a, a show on Tuesday. I don't think they're having a hearing on on Tuesday. Let me see. What's the... Let me, let me look it up. January 6th committee hearing schedule. Oh, and everybody, I should have said this during the show, the main show. Happy birthday, Judy Garland. It's Judy Garland's 100th birthday today. I love Judy. And tonight they're going to... The Empire State Building will be, will be um, Rainbow and Ruby. They're going to do ruby, the ruby slipper color, and a rainbow. I don't know how they're going to do it. But they will, to honor Judy. Isn't that amazing? To honor Judy's birthday. So let's see. How to watch January 6th committee hearings. The second hearing will be Monday. What? At 10 a.m.? 10 a.m.? What about... I thought it was going to be at night. What? I thought they were going to be all at night. Fucking damn it. The second hearing will be Monday at 10 a.m. There is also a hearing scheduled for Wednesday at 10 a.m., and even more for next for next week. The committee hasn't announced a formal schedule for the rest of the hearings. Jesus Christ. But there could be as many as eight in total through June and possibly a final hearing in September, right before the midterms. Good. Well, anyway, I don't know. We might do a show Tuesday or Wednesday, but of course, you know, 
You got to become a patron. Somebody's got to be a patron. Tara question. What? The final hearing is the only other nighttime one, Jim says. You have a question, Jonathan? Why is my camera back to being bright? All right, anyway. I'll wait for a minute to see if there's a question. Otherwise, you guys can join us on disc. There's a Discord page. You guys can uh, hang out there. And, uh, yeah. That's how we stay in touch between shows. We were short on this great show. Tara, we were short. What do you mean short? Every show is two hours, except maybe during the week we get, when I get uh, very, I don't know, I can, I can do what I want. The, this show is for progressive voices. All right. <clears throat> I got to go. I'm going to go because I want to get the show because I now I have to cut the show down for progressive voices. We have a lot to do. It never stops. And I'm a one man band. I know. As much as I suck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. Thank you, Jim. Yes, it should be on every evening. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, all right. Yeah, sometimes the show goes into three hours. That's right. But maybe sometimes it doesn't. Usually on Friday, it's keeps I keep it short because I have to cut it down. And I do want to, I want to let Junior out of the bedroom. And I want to relax a little. I'm exhausted from life. I really am. And I want to, I don't know, watch some TV or something distract myself i gotta get i gotta take my blood pressure medicine maybe there's some good movie on or something all right my friends thank you so much thank you winston for your very nice thing that you just said excellent show tara thank you so much for what you do i appreciate that thank you thank you for being here Jonathan, is are you asking a question? I'm not sure what you're saying. Tara, question. Ta question what? Questioning my sexuality? I gotta go. I can't wait around. Remember what I say. Who else can carry a show for three hours solo? Anyone? Exactly. I do it all the time. I wish... We need some more patrons. All right, guys, watch Stranger Things four. I haven't, um, I haven't seen the others, so I'd have to start from the beginning. I tried to watch Yellowstone. I didn't get into it because I liked eighteen eighty five, whatever that was, eighteen eighty three. I thought that was good. And I thought, well, maybe this is good. But I didn't get into it. Maybe I didn't give it a chance. I'll have to try again. A lot of people said it was good. 
It's a, it reminded me of, I don't know. It was kind of getting on my nerves. Alrighty. And, of course, I was watching Gentleman Jack. That's great. On HBO. Amazing. About Ann Lister, a lesbian in the early 1800s. Amazing, amazing. All right. Gotta get somebody become a patron. If you're hanging out, remember, we have our live show. During the show, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and hang out with the amazing chat room, the greatest chat room in American history. We have a great show. We have, we are a good, a great, we're good. We're a great community. And we also have a Discord page, link in the description. Remember, if you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And also, uh, what else? Be- give the show a good review on iTunes. Sh- share the show with your friends. Hit the like and notification so when we go live, you can hang out in the chat room. That's the best part of the show. Really. But, uh, yeah, we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. We are on the right side of history. Next time we can talk about the gay community, Jonathan says. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I guess so. It is Gay Pride Month. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon.